We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 95.7 The Game presents... Warriors World Radio. Featuring the one and only Andy Liu. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. And Sam Esfandiari. So, who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? This is Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Game day. I am excited. You know what I'm, you know what I'm mad about, Sam? Oh, you're mad? Yeah. These headsets. My hair is perfectly <laughs> done right now. And now the headset's going to sit on my hair for the next two hours. We're on from three to five Who today. Just, listen, me, Gordon Hayward, Chandler Parsons, we like our hair perfectly done. You know? You going with the shooting 39% from the field haircut? <laughs> 39% from the field, but I'm making like 25 mil a year. Fleecing NBA teams. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It could be worse. I'll give you that. <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, I can't think of anybody on the Warriors with like that type of haircut. Um, no. I can't I, pull I, off the Jordan hair- pool, you don't think? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Nah, I think you're a little old for that. <laughs> I don't think my hair's made that way. <laughs> you see what Steph Curry had those little, like, what were, where were the t- the little things that Steph Curry had one time? I don't even know what it was. It looked ridiculous. Yeah, let's, let's get away from this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari, War- Warriors World Radio. We are bringing you today, 3 o'clock, all the way to game time, 5 p.m. It is Chase Center's. Inaugural. Do do we call this a grand opening because it's preseason? Or it's like, well, it's the first game that's going to be pay, played at Chase. We're both going to head over there after this. Um, very excited to check it out in during an actual game. It's preseason. Still not quite the same, but you get a better impression than doing one of those tours. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's like 85 degrees outside. San Francisco. It's LeBron, Anthony Davis, Steph. D'Angelo, Draymond, like Omari Spellman, <laughs> Jordan Poole. <laughs> you might get a little Alex JaVale Caruso. McGee, maybe. Yeah, Alex Caruso. <laughs> talk about hair. Alex Caruso, great hair. Um, no, so it, it's. I think it's. I'm with you. I'm excited for it. I think it's. I think it's the grand opening. I think you can have multiple grand openings, right? This will be one. Regular season will be one, and then the playoffs will be one. If the Warriors make it to the playoffs this season. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Enough about that. If you want to join the show, you can call in 888-957-9570, or you can text the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. You know, I was looking at the pregame articles and notes, and obviously everyone's aware where it's going to be extremely thin inside. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein out for the month minimum, uh, so we knew he wasn't playing, but... Looney and Smilich each both have what are kind of described as lightish knocks. Like, I got the impression that with the Looney injury, it was one of those, eh, if it was a real game, he'd probably play. I mean, Looney played through, I don't know what his injury was in the finals, but that thing looked painful. He admitted he couldn't really, 
use that shoulder or that chest area that, you know, for weeks after the series was over. So, yeah, I mean, Kevon Looney's played through a lot tougher than what happened. But, Again, it's, it's but it's preseason. Why yeah. are you going to even bother? Because right. the worst that can happen is you actually get hurt and miss games that count. Yeah. It, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't seem like Cauley Stein is going to miss too many regular season games. I think he should miss like a week or two at most. No, but the uh, the concern is, like I was saying, I'm looking at the roster, and this is like a new beginning. Like we, we have Steph. We have Draymond. We know Clay is hurt, but eventually Clay will come back. And and they got D'Angelo Russell, so that'll be exciting. But beyond that, it's so many young players. I mean, they really decided to reset this whole thing. And in a lot of ways, I'm kind of excited for that because I know you felt the same way as me. While it was great watching them compete for titles, it was getting they'd kind of maxed out with that group and it was time to move on to the next one. Yeah, it it, it was. At the same time, it, there wasn't much that they can do to construct this in a way that was, ooh, I'm excited. These are really good players. Like, they they were hard-capped, right? There wasn't much that well, they getting, could do. Getting D'Angelo Russell hard-capped them. But... And beyond that, they couldn't really pick up really anyone else. Like, there was not much money left for them to pick up even a mid-level ex- exception player. So... It became all minimums, right? It became all guys that were in the or, Alec or guys room. on rookie deals, yep. like a Jordan Poole, like an Eric Paschal, Omari Spellman, Jacob Evans. Uh, to me, this it feels like 2012-13. Remember that year with Jared Jack, Carl Landry, Clay. We didn't really know what Clay was. We had no clue what Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, Festus Azili were. And it was just all these question marks all over the roster other than Steph Curry, and, you know, it turned out all right. It it was a little bit of a new beginning, and it turned out to be a solid start. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the plan. That's what they want. Uh, That's the hope. That's the hope. The the hope is you, you know, they they manage their way through the the season, and then Clay comes back, and they're making – you know, the, they make the best run they can in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this team also has nobody that can play defense. They're switching up their entire defensive scheme, right? They had about 15,000 wings the past five seasons uh, where they can switch. They changed the entire league. Really, I mean, both on offense and on defense, people just don't talk about the defense too much, but they really changed the league on defense uh, because they had so many wings that can do different things. Now they don't have any wings that can do anything. Um, so that's tough. Uh, so they have to change that scheme, and they're really relying on Draymond Green to say, hey, let's just kind of clean everything up on the back end. And I don't know how much of that you can rely on for 82 games in the regular season, if he even plays 82 games. Now, 16 games in the postseason, yes, absolutely. But but I think you're looking at it from the perspective of comparing it to the 2017-2018 Warriors. You're not comparing them to the rest of the league. They are going to have issues on defense, uh, particularly early with so many young players, players unproven. We don't know what kind of defense they can play. They still have Steph Curry. They still have Draymond Green. These are two perennial all-stars. Steph's one of the five best players in the league, maybe one of, maybe the best. They'll be okay. They'll, they'll, they should be a playoff team if they stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's fair. Uh, Steph Curry's pretty good. Um, so, uh, we have, so the whole show will pretty much go through the, uh, a preview of the Warriors, every single player, expectations, teams in the Western Conference that are going to be good, that may make the playoffs. We also have Drew Schiller, 
uh, from Warriors Outsiders coming on. We got Dieter Kurtenbach from Bay Area's new news group coming on as well. From the text line, though, Sam, from uh, from Pete West Coast in Emeryville says, "Just put the air, put the headphones on the back of my neck. It'll fix my hair." So try it. We're try not doing... talking about your hair anymore. Okay, we'll try it after the break. Yeah, yeah. Warriors Lakers. If you want to call in eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Are you describe your excitement level here to see you know Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yeah, I'm really excited to see who LeBron blames after this loss. You know, someone's getting blamed. It ain't gonna be him. You know? You, you know, I was watching a video on uh, on the old Twitter right before the show, and it was just cutting up all the media last year, proclaiming them a lock for the Western Conference Finals <laughs> and 53 wins, 55 wins. LeBron teams don't win under 50 games. You know uh, what's interesting, Sam? You know what is interesting? I, I realized. You know this preseason. He hasn't said much about the expectations of winning a championship. As self-proclaimed king and someone who is chasing ghosts and wants to be the greatest player of all time, shouldn't you want to win a championship? Probably on the most recognizable franchise of all time. You've got Anthony Davis now. Like, you say you want to win. Shouldn't that be the expectation? Instead, I we, haven't we heard much. Move. Yeah, I mean, we know how it works. Eh, the Warriors want to win championships. It's all about making Space Jam three after two. Um, all right, so what are what are we more what are we more excited about here? Uh, because I I want to see what D'Angelo Russell looks like. I you know I I don't know. So here's the thing: the first season Steve Kerr coached, he didn't really uh, in that preseason he didn't really uh, hold anything back. He kind of unveiled that offensive scheme pretty much immediately, and from there you can kind of see oh. You know, this Warriors team is different. Like, Mark Jackson was not the brightest dude. He really didn't know how to coach an offense. Here is something different. And from then on, they won a title. And so this time around, where Steve Kerr actually, hey, has to coach again. <laughs> he actually has to has to scheme something up, both offensive, offensively He's and defensively. He's probably def- hearing you say this on his drive-in. Yeah. And it's like, pull, pull his credential. Uh, I'm sure Steve is listening. <laughs> it knows me very well. Um I'm interested to see what he's got. He said he's going to run more pick and roll. I, I'm also interested because D'Angelo Russell is the most talented player this Warrior team has added to the roster since Kevin Durant. Um, but outside of Kevin Durant, he's the most talented player they've added to the Steph, Draymond, Clay nucleus over the last five years. Yeah, since Andre maybe. And he's a different type of player. And he's younger. I actually think the most interesting part of D'Angelo Russell, you hear him talk about the Warriors, and he talks about them with a certain reverence because he's younger, because he, I don't want to say he grew up watching Steph because he's, what, seven, maybe eight years younger than him. Like, he's not that young. But he, Steph was uh, winning MVPs when he was in college. So there, there's a level of, um, it's, it's just a different type of thing. You know, KD was the same age as those guys and more accomplished individually. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see a team that actually enjoys playing with each other for the first time in three years. I wouldn't get too ahead of yourself on that because I, um, I saw Draymond's post-practice comments and they were, uh, they were very, uh, let's, slow, let's slow our roll on the Warriors just a little bit, guys. Oh, interesting. 
Interesting. What did, what did he say? Ah, we'll talk about it after the break. Um, we've got Drew Schiller coming back on the other side from Warriors Outsiders. We'll talk about what the team looks like without Clay. We'll talk about Draymond's quotes, whether you know he might not be too happy with the training camp so far. Maybe we'll talk about Katie in Brooklyn. But most importantly, we'll have Drew Schiller come on and preview all of this with us. Warriors World Radio with Andy Liu and Sam Esfendiari. Listen to Warriors. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. No EDM on the intro coming back this week. We got, uh, we, got, we got producer Ryan here today, and I told him specifically no EDM. You know, they don't want me singing on the radio. Hip hop, you could play bluegrass for all I care. Just, yeah. just no EDM. Jazz. We gotta make, we gotta make Andy miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make it stop. You know, text line popping. Andy, stop screaming. Uh, we got Drew Schiller from Warriors World, or sorry, Warriors Outsiders. Sorry, hey Drew, listen, been a long day. Maybe we'll recruit you to Warriors World one day. Drew, sir, how you doing? I'm doing well. I just walked into Chase Center. Uh, got to peek out onto the floor to see future all-stars Jacob Evans and Glenn Robinson oh, getting some chopped up. So, I mean, things things are going great. Did they, did they go at least 20% from three? Because that'd be nice if uh, they did. Well, they were, they were 20% when they didn't have anybody contesting. Got it. And then somehow they went up to like 40% oh. when, they were, um, when they were contested. So it was kind of oh. weird. Well, they're going to be playing with Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell, so they're not going to be contested mostly this season. So... Well, so what you're saying is we should bench Steph so they get more contested shots. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, those guys are going to be open because uh, we are probably going to see some uh, gimmicky defenses, as Steph referred to uh, the Raptors boxing one in the finals. We're going to see that throughout the regular season. I, I really think that will happen when certain uh, lineups and combinations are on the floor, and it's going to be up to those guys to, to make the defense best. So... Um, before you came on, Andy and I were kind of talking about how this is this is a completely new team to what we've seen the last five to seven years. It's it's really like a new chapter of the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green Warriors. Uh, and I just want to get your thoughts. Who are you most excited to see play tonight? Tonight in particular, um, I'm looking forward to seeing Amari Stallman, um, who is uh, I know, of course, that, that is outside of the main guys. I, I mentioned kind of an under-the-radar type guy um, who is probably going to be in the starting lineup. And he's a guy that the Warriors traded for this summer, a uh, big dude who can step out and, and, and shoot it from beyond the arc. He made uh, 44 threes last year in, in 46 games and shot over 40% from three during his one season at Villanova. Um, people have probably heard that you know his main issue right now is just his weight um, and making sure that he's in shape and – I mean, with Looney sideline tonight, with Willie Cauley-Stein uh, missing all of October and probably the first few games of the regular season, Selman is going to be uh, a guy who gets an opportunity. And I think that with the Warriors being so thin right now uh, in the front court, they absolutely need him to step up and uh, hold it down. So, Drew, we were on the other side of the break. We were saying how this is probably the first season Steve Kerr's had to coach in terms of offensive and decept, <laughs> I mean, be, to be honest, I mean, besides, no, I know what you mean. yeah, besides ego management, like it's just the first time he's had to create 
and actually, you know, make some changes offensively and defensively since he started uh, coaching the Warriors. And the first time he had to do it, he was coach of the year and they won a title. So do you have any idea what's he, what he's going to do this time around because he can't just keep doing the same thing he's done? Well, you two are probably uh, the happiest people in um, all of uh, Warriors fandom because I think you're going to see a lot of high ball trains this year with uh, D'Angelo and Steph. And uh, I think with the personnel that they have, it's, it's, that would be the smartest thing for them to do. And I know that that is um, you know, going to be tough for Steve at times to just kind of continuously go into the pick and roll. But um, without Clay. Uh, I mean, it's got to be the Steph uh, and D'Angelo show, particularly in the half court. And then, of course, Draymond when he's pushing out on the break so they can try to get some early offense. But it's going to be a lot of ball screens. Um, and, you know, as we mentioned a couple minutes ago, if Steph gets trapped, which, you know, we expect that to happen, he's going to have to give the ball up. And then it's going to be four on three, and someone's going to have an open look. And can the Glenn Robinsons, the Alfonso McKinney's, Jacob Evans, uh, Jordan Poole, Eric Pasco, if those guys are able to make some open shots, then um, that's going to give them a much better chance. You mentioned D'Angelo Russell. Now, I'm with you. I'm I'm excited to see kind of all the young new guys, the rookies, the second-year guys like Spellman, uh, just to kind of see how it looks and kind of see if they're going to be able to contribute early on this year. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell's the big signing, and he's also young. Um, how do you envision him and Steph playing? Like, what do you what do you think the chemistry there is going to look like? How what how do you think they're going to play? Well, Steph said it the other day, and I can't disagree with Steph. Uh, he said he thinks the chemistry is going to click right away. Um, you know, he told the media that he and D'Angelo basically have established a rule in which whoever uh, gets the rebound or whoever gets the outlet or whoever is closest to the guy who gets the rebound, you get it and go. The other one just run the floor. Um, and, you know, Steph has no problem um, playing off the ball. I know you guys love when he's off the ball. Um, and D'Angelo will have it, and he'll be able to create. And, I mean, Steph has not played with someone like D'Angelo who is going to be able to find him um, in transition and in the half court. Even if it looks like Steph's cover, D'Angelo is such a good passer that he's going to almost, like, be able to pass Steph open, kind of like a quarterback you know, throwing a receiver open when it doesn't look like the receiver is open. So that's going to be able to get shots. Um, D'Angelo is going to help him get shots. And so uh, I just cannot wait to see those two out there together. The Warriors think that uh, offensively uh, it can be um, maybe as potent as Steph and Clay. I know that's crazy to think, but, I mean, D'Angelo has, uh, you know, put up great numbers last year, and he didn't have a Steph or a Draymond playing with him. So, uh, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to see those two play together. Yeah. We might want to slow the the Stephen Clay uh, effectiveness down though a little bit. Hey man, it's a, it's it's opening night here. It is true. And I'm just trying to get the fans excited. Hey Drew, you you say you just walked into Chase Center. How's how's it feeling in there? What do you what do you think? Like you, you think there's going to be a big crowd tonight? You think the stadium is going to be built for a, a big crowd? Um, like how, what's the vibe? What's the atmosphere that you expect tonight and really for the rest of the season? Well, I think it'll probably be like what half full tonight. Mm. Uh, probably, probably won't be a sellout. Um, I'm joking. I want you guys to be clear of that. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't surprise I, me. When you asked me earlier who I'm most excited to see play, um, to be honest, okay, I got it. I'm being told I have. To, see, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> I'm in the wrong. Are you place. Are you walking into security? A line kick him out. Shot right now. <laughs> no, I was already inside, but I got to keep it moving. Um, <laughs> 
I, I mentioned a specific player, but truly, I am most excited tonight to just see a basketball game in this arena. There's been a ton of concerts, um, but they built this place for basketball, and just to see what it looks like and what it feels like. Uh, I saw a couple tweets that um, apparently the uh, the acoustics and the sound is great, but when this place is full, hopefully it's rocking. It's just a preseason game, but the Lakers are in town. So you know the fans are going to have some extra juice. Um, I, I cannot wait to, to just feel the, the vibe because that's one of the biggest concerns people said about leaving Oracle is can they replicate that here at Chase? And we're going to find out soon. Yeah, I mean the interest, the, 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 the ironic part of that too is Oracle was pretty mediocre there by the end. Uh, people didn't want to talk about it, but the regular seasons were pretty mediocre the last couple of years. Not not the fans' faults, but I mean, what do you expect, right? The team was that good. It's the give and take that you get for being a, a team, a, a dynasty that's going to be that great. So um, I don't expect it to be, you know, the Roracle that was, you know, five, six years ago. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I am excited I mean, to see the Warriors a, and not Metallica. Pre- for a preseason game, October 5th, I don't think you should be expecting, we believe, playoff atmosphere. But... <laughs> But I do. I'm with Drew here. I think it's going to have a little extra buzz. Uh, we're heading over there after the show, and you know, I'm I'm just excited to see kind of how it feels because you can go on the the tour, but it's not the same if there's not a game going on. Um, you, you got to be here for a game, and so we're going to get to to feel it, and then uh, it's going to kind of set the bar because you know that the media members are going to are going to write about it. They're going to be talking about it it's going to be one of it's probably going to be one of the main talking points after the game once again it's not going to be about anything on the court it's just going to be about what chase center uh is like during a game i'm so excited for the i'm grouchy and i'm gonna say i don't like this place because my commute's longer articles um anyway oh, yeah. well, why, why do you gotta call out ethan strauss right away that's not very nice <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um <laughs> Not yes. calling anyone out by name. Uh, I want to transition this. So we already talked about the offense, and uh, Kerr has mentioned he's going to run more pick and roll. I'm equally as curious about the defense. The Warriors kind of made switching a thing. They made it popular, and obviously having like eight wings who are high-level defenders makes that possible. That's not the roster they have this year. So my question for you, Drew, is what kind of defense do you think they will play? I'm Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, they don't even know what kind of defense they're going to run yet. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to know that answer. Um, oh, this season is going to be fun. They're going to mix things up. They're going to be constantly tinkering and adjusting and, and trying new things. A lot of it's going to depend, I think, on who, what personnel is on the floor. I mean, they're going to defend ball screens differently when, um, you know, it, it's Steph who is guarding the ball. It's going to be different depending on who is guarding the guy who is setting the screen. Um, they simply are not going to be able to switch like they like they were able to in the past, um, not just because they don't have the same sort of um, size on the perimeter, but it's just the defensive IQ that they lost with Andre Iguodala. Um, Kevin Durant, when he was engaged fully, was an incredible defender. Um, Sean Livingston, when he was out there, could switch and guard everything. So whew, defensively this season, man, it, uh, it, it could be tough. And that's kind of the, the feel you're getting from the players and the coaches is that they don't fully know what they're going to do yet, so it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah, it's not going to be the we'll play ourselves into shape and you know around March we'll start get going type of season. Um, I want to play you back a quote Draymond said yesterday after practice regarding basketball IQ. Uh, you can teach some things about basketball, but you can't really teach IQ. You can teach people what to do. However, you know, this seems to be a pretty smart team. Like, it's not really any idiots. You know, some teams have got some idiots. 
it's not really any idiots, so that's good. But everybody seems to be able to think a little bit, so that's great. Drew, Drew, my question for you. Of the new guys, who do you think he's referring to with high basketball IQ? And on the flip side, which former teammates is he calling idiots? Um, well, first of all, it, it used to be strength in numbers, right? The, the marketing campaign for the Warriors, I Correct. think, is now going to be, we don't have any idiots. I think that'll be the new the new thing that you see on T-shirts. Oh, speaking of T-shirts, your guys' is, uh, first T-shirt. Has that dropped yet? i got to get one. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, who do I think? Um, I mean, come on. You don't, I don't need to. I don't need to say Nick Young's name right now, do I? Or should I? <laughs> Is Jordan Poole not the next version of Nick Young then in that case? Come on now. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just because he's a Michigan guy. So you're saying that because Draymond was Michigan State. Um, no, I mean, I, I understand Draymond's point. Just after a couple practices, he's, uh, you know, is thinking that the guys are all good guys and they're not, um, you know, knuckleheads. But uh, Dr- Draymond, there's going to be. How many times this season are we going to see Draymond exhibit some bad body language because he was in the perfect spot on a defensive rotation and he turns around and the other team gets a dunk because someone missed an assignment and he's just going to throw his hands up in the air and just probably just call Andre Iguodala at halftime and just say, dude, somehow can you please come back? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he also texted Iguodala and was like, I took you for granted? Yeah, I mean, I... Probably what Steph reason, did. I keep having this vision that like Iguodala is going to be in uniform tonight, like on the bench, like he's still on the team, like he's, or maybe he's going to be just like an assistant coach while he's, uh, you know, on assignment from the Memphis Grizzlies. But I, man, the Warriors are going to miss that guy so much, and uh, they already do. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think it was uh, by coincidence that Steph, um, you know, made it clear the other day when he told the media that he texted Iguodala, said, yeah. I bro," because they do. I mean, yeah. they just do. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Iguodala will probably be back next season, per sources. Oh, I, that's, I mean, I think that's probably already uh, signed, <laughs> sealed, and delivered. That's, yeah. that's a backroom deal. For yeah, sure. I'm with you. Uh, all right, Drew, let's uh, let's get you out of here with, uh, with oh, me and Sam have one more. But I got one more for you since we're doing a Warriors pregame show. What do you think What do you think the Warriors win this season? I mean, the over-under is 48.5, seems a little high. But what do you think? How many games do you think they win? Man, I think there's a pretty big variance. Um, I think that it's Steph and Draymond and D'Angelo. If those three stay fully healthy all season, um, you know, maybe they miss one game here, one game there, but they don't have any sort of extended um, absences. Because there's no, there's no month missed to an ankle or something correct. like that. Correct. If, if that happens with those three, I'm going to take the over. But by, not by much. I mean, I think that 48.5 is, um, is a pretty good um, benchmark. I, I think that you can go either way. You could sell me either way. I think the front court depth is already a major concern with Collie Stein and, and Looney and my boy Alan Smilagich being out now. So that is without a doubt an issue already. And it's just October 5th. So they need to stay healthy. If they do, um, then they have a shot at the over. But if they don't, um, yeah, there could be uh, some long nights at Chase here this first year. All right, Drew. Um, Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll see you when we get over to Chase after this. All right, brother. Yeah, uh, please, please don't come say hi to me. Just stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Schiller, Warriors Outsiders. Always fun to talk to. Uh, known for getting dunked on by uh, Brian Amining. That's his name in college. It's a lot of good uh, YouTube highlights up. of yeah. um, 
of Drew guarding James Harden, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, I think Westbrook, uh, definitely OJ Mayo and Clay Thompson. You got a Clay Thompson. But, but too. on the flip side, there are no videos of Andy or me playing. <laughs> In the Pac-12, so we did not can't, play. Can't really Pac-12, hate that much. Nor at Stanford. Well, Drew was a Burlingame legend. He was a three-sport legend. He played basketball, baseball, football. Like we all knew about him in the Bay Area. He was that good. You, you kids on the peninsula knew about him. Yeah. Well, me, me out in the East Bay, eh, not so much. <laughs> um. So, so Drew kind of touched on it, and I kind of feel the same way as him. So Vegas has set the Warriors line. Actually, Vegas set the Warriors line at, I think, 46, and it's been bet up to 48 and a half. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, and it's uh, at 46, I'd probably feel comfortable playing it. You obviously need health to exceed that, but 48 and a half, that's a tough one. Uh, but, but Drew kind of summed up my feelings on it, which is if you tell me Steph, Draymond, and D'Angelo Russell are going to play like 75 games each. Yeah, they're in. I feel pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what happens if Steph misses three weeks with a um you know an ankle sprain or you, you know what happens. Minors. You know what's gonna happen. They lose. <laughs> <laughs> they go one and nine. <laughs> Absolutely. They get one win randomly. Yeah, unless D'Angelo makes some ridiculous makes a Steph S leap. <laughs> but even, his- even that, um the one thing that strikes me, it's like I kind of I'm interested in all their young guys. I'm intrigued by their talent, but you and I both know like if Jordan Poole becomes a good player, he's still the odds he's going to be an impact guy as a rookie very little, right? Yep. Um so even if he becomes a really good player for the Warriors like Clay Thompson did, like Draymond Green did, and I'm not saying he'll be as good as those guys, but Draymond basically came in for like 5 minutes a game as a rookie to like foul people. And Clay Thompson sat behind Monte and then started at the end of the year when they were like 20 and 40 and they were already, you know, well out of the playoffs. So it's not like they, it's not, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, hoping a rookie is going to have an impact, but a rookie can have an impact if you're asking him to be the eighth guy off the bench and play 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah I mean, 15 might be asking too much for someone like Jordan Poole, but I'm an Eric Paschal guy. I believe he probably could play 15 minutes. The, old, the older rookie, yeah. four years of Villanova. I mean, he twenty three or something. He definitely profiles as a guy who's gonna quickly get more likely to be a quick rotation contributor. Yeah, and and the ceiling's not as high, right? But the floor is the floor. The floor is higher. Um, you're probably gonna get what you get from him. He's people say he's like a Draymond. He's not. I mean, he probably he stylistically he he's just not either. Yeah. But um, hey, he's he's kind of a burly six seven power forward. He's got to be Draymond. That's, yeah. a, that's a, you know everyone. Yeah, a tweener. He's old. He's he looks kind of chubby. That's Draymond. That's the next Draymond. <laughs> Actually, he's got like a. I think I saw at the at media day six percent body fat. Does he? Not not chubby. No no no. Well, that's Draymond when he loses thirty pounds right before the playoffs. <laughs> you know, you do you do enough Barry's boot camp. You know, you get six percent body fat. That's kind of how it works. By the way, from the no one, no one does more for spin than Draymond Green. Oh, that's what it was. It was spin. They're all the same. Rumble House of uh, was it Soul Cycle? Soul Cycle is another one. Ah, the same thing. You know, Barry Bonds teaches a class. He teaches like a Soul Cycle class in the financial. I would. Um, Would you Would you be intimidated or would you be really into going into Barry Bonds? I would. I would love it. I think it'd be great. I mean, is it Skinny Barry or Roided Barry? It's probably Skinny Barry. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, he's retired. <laughs> I, I don't know. Barry, Barry Bonds does strike me like he reminds me. He's he's like a Jerry Rice, where like I I feel like the workouts don't get less intense just because he's retired. <laughs> uh, by the way, from the text line four one five, I was about to. <laughs> Andy needs to bring up the uh, basketball highlights from Lowell High School. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Put it on the jumbotron on Chase Center today. I think that's what we're what we're gonna do. Maybe I think I've show. seen one uh, Zaza esque, um, <laughs> kind of a falling layup. While boxing out, but hey, two points, two points. I had really long hair. You know, high school is a weird time. Um, uh, if you want to, if you want to text in to the Chilton Auto Body text line nine five seven nine five, the four oh eight. What is wrong with you two? If you are pregame, why the are you making fun of Pool and comparing him to Swaggy P? First off, no one's comparing him to Swaggy P. It's it was a comp that came out on all the draft broadcasts. And he has a reputation for being a gunner who doesn't always take the most disciplined shots. The two players most associated with that are Swaggy P and J.R. Smith. Don't read too much into it. <laughs> text line is angry at us, but you know that, that's, that's how Light Years does it. That's how Warriors War Radio does it. Oh, Base Camp Fitness on Venice and Filbert. We forgot about that one. Yesterday, Sam, you were at a gym where they had a DJ. <laughs> I'll throw up the video online later, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite the atmosphere walking into a gym and having DJ drop in the beat. Right, <laughs> so I'm like, it's kind of cool trying to uh, figure out which bike I want to use. <laughs> it's like a rave; you could work out, get producer. yeah. It's a little too much for me. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm all about it. I, I just want my headphones, and I don't want to talk to anyone when I go to the gym. <laughs> back to the Warriors. Back to the Warriors. Back to the Warriors. They got Game One today. Um, they're playing the Lakers about 82 times, I believe, in the preseason. It's only 77. Ah, yeah. So it's just, the, I think all they do is play the Lakers before opening day. It, Joe Lacob, you know Joe Lacob emailed the league saying, why can't we play the Lakers more? <laughs> why as can't if, we play them 50 times? This is what the fans want to see. As if as if he's not making enough money from Chase Center already. Just keep keep the cash rolling in. Uh, it it was it it, ha, it would have been interesting to see that tax bill if Kevin Durant decided to resign and then they maxed out Clay Thompson, uh, and then they had extended Draymond as well. What was it upwards of like two hundred three hundred million dollars that he would have paid in taxes? Whew. I don't even want to think about that because this year would be so. Um, well, I mean, one having having KD. And Clay wouldn't have been terrible, but like obviously they're both injured, so neither are playing this year. So I don't even know what their team would look like if they uh, uh, if they did. Like they'd be even worse this year. You're 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 talking about question marks. Oh, that's true for this season. Imagine the question marks if you have KD ruled out for the whole year. Obviously, Clay's out till at least the All Star game, and you don't even get a D'Angelo Russell or some you know young players who could potentially help. That's it, what it would be a very uh, rough eighty two. That's why I'm really excited and glad that the Warriors made that D'Angelo Russell move. Now, you know, they had a choice of not doing it and just kind of staying, keeping the but, ship but as what is. What we should say, if they didn't do it, it's not like they have D'Angelo's, um, whatever his salary is, in cap space. Like, they would, the best they could have done right. is get, like, a uh, like a player like Rodney Hood, which is... They had the mid-level. That was it. Taxpayer mid-level. Yeah. Which is a lower mid-level. Yeah. Five mil, maybe. That was yeah. it. You can add. You can add a player. Oh God, call coming in. Um, they could add a player like a, uh, <laughs> yeah, like like a Rodney Hood, like um, 
Kent Bazemore, someone of that caliber. Yeah. I don't know why I'm picking Portland players. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Maybe throwing Seth Curry in there. While, yeah, while exactly. Can. I'm like, that, that's the type of, you know, not moving the needle too much, but like, obviously it'd be a nice little rotation piece. Yeah. Texline not happy with us today. Yeah. Not it's never. just the same guy who took everything completely oh. the wrong way. Oh, there you but go. But we have a call. Well, well, Damon, Damon, we would love to. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. You're listening to 95 game, 95, seven, the game. This is Warriors World Radio. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Espandiari. Got some good beats here. Wow. You guys can give Andy some EDM after the next break. Wake me up, yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll get him a Red Bull too, or something. Uh, I need more than Red Bull. All right, you listen to Warriors World Radio. Um, if you want to call in, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, or you can text the Chilton Autobuy text line nine five seven nine five. We'll be taking you right up until the game. Uh, but we got a call here. I don't know that we're going to like this call, but uh, on line one, uh, is it Domin? From LA. Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, what's up, guys? Oh boy. Listen, I'm I'm calling actually to compliment you, Sam and Andy, for showing up today. You're really brave, actually. For your entire life, the Lakers have been the true franchise of California and really of the NBA. And now you've had your cute little Bron, and now it's over. Chase Center, the most expensive funeral home in human history. You're relying what? on the Lakers' sloppy seconds in D'Lo on a max contract. Your boy Steph couldn't even get him on a discount. You're relying on Willie Cauley-Stein. All right, all right, Damon. All right, we can get you out of here now. <laughs> wow, wow. We got some screening here. We got some just Laker calls, victory lapping because they won the title in the summer. Producer Ryan does have a LeBron shirt on. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, he he gave us a phenomenal rundown, <laughs> yeah, just very true. organized, really ten out of ten. On the other hand, yeah. he's wearing a jersey that you know kind of reminds me of Satan. So <laughs> you know, three, three out of nine. That's what that jersey reminds me of. You know what I mean? It yeah, is. Well, I mean, yeah. Shouldn't LeBron change his number to th- <laughs> three six? Three six. Uh. Very interesting that Lakers fans are doing a victory lap. Um, <laughs> the text line's not happy with uh, the Laker call. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last season. Do you believe that, Sam? If I told you, if I told you that the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last season, like it wouldn't be the equivalent of the Warriors make. Like the Warriors, at least, you know they're over under. They start at forty six. You know if they don't make the playoffs, hey, whatever. But the late, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Does that, does that even make sense? I, listen, I, we're not here to talk about the Lakers. You know what? I just uh, I just sent producer Ryan some audio. I wanted to play back for us, so <laughs> we'll get that going in a minute. But let's talk about this a little more. Um, don't don't you find it interesting? Like they they signed LeBron James, who'd been to eight straight finals. He basically tries to trade the whole team mid season. 
they uh, they fall apart because then, because they couldn't trade the whole team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people understand how awkward it is to go into work knowing your coworkers tried to trade you after several games where he says, "Hey, anytime you fall down, we gonna pick you up." We brothers. Stay down. Your brother going to pick you up. Your brother going to pick you up. Ain't nobody going to pick you up. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to pick you up. We going to send you to Memphis. That's what we going to do. New Orleans. Yeah, but New anyway, Orleans. Yeah, um, New Orleans. And, uh, you know, I, I would consider that fairly embarrassing to sign LeBron James and miss the playoffs. And there was the injury, but the bigger issue is he came back. They were in the in the playoff race. They were. And, uh, you know, didn't quite work out. Maybe, you know, being a leader matters a little bit. <laughs> Maybe it does. And now, you look at the starting lineup today. JaVale McGee, Avery Bradley. I think it's Dwight, but point point taken. Oh, boy. It's even worse, actually. I think JaVale's better than Dwight. It's the same. <laughs> it's, uh, I forgot Dwight Howard is on the Warriors. They have Avery Bradley. I mean, Danny Green's okay. Uh, Quinn Cook. Alex Caruso. It's not like this Lakers team, who, by the way, is... Their backcourt is... Um, well, I mean, we have the same questions about the Warriors' frontcourt right now. <laughs> but that backcourt, I mean, Stefan Delo should get... Uh, this should be a nice warm-up game for them, dealing with Caruso, KCP, Avery Bradley. Going to get some easier looks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. We got another 415 text. I think I'm late to the party, but I'm not sure why you two clowns are listening. Listing workout studios. Look, at he gives us some body rock, euphoria, core 40, and then he <laughs> drops a psalm on us. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, hey, I think, I just think it's interesting because the Warriors are essentially, I mean, sorry, the Lakers are essentially the co-favorites to win the Western Conference, along with the Clippers, if you listen to all national media. And I just don't know how much better than they are than the Warriors come April. Not saying that Clay Thompson is going to be fully healthy, but Clay Thompson will be playing basketball. Now, maybe at 70%, maybe at 75%. He may not play 40 minutes a game. But I don't think that's a team that is markedly better than the Warriors. Yeah, I will say this. Jokes aside about the Lakers, like if you have uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis, that's a good place to start. Um, but if they don't make any moves in the season, I don't know how I feel about this roster. You're not, like Rajon Rondo? What year are we in? 2009? Forgot, forgot about Rajon Rondo. Who, who by the way, point guard won a championship, averaging eight and five, and then branded himself as the, the best point guard. Um, the six five zero doesn't Avery Bradley normally lock stuff up? Avery Bradley has not been good for four years, um, and injuries are going to do that. And just just being fair to the guy, I mean, it happens. But even back then, I don't know. I, I feel like the Celtics doubled and tripled stuff when they had success against him. Well, they did. They did the whole "let's grab him as much as we can with as many people as we can" and just pray that the refs don't call fouls. Marcus That's, Smart, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Jr. Smith. I remember, they had the secret. <laughs> yeah, the secret. Yeah, the secret of getting blown up and having Jay Crowder now being washed. Where is he now? Like Utah or something? Who knows? Um, but. I, that's the thing when I talk when I think of the Warriors this season and I think of you know their chances. A, a lot of people have talked about the season as being a transition year, um, but I look around the Western Conference and I don't really see a definitive team that's the favorite. And if you told me that 
if the Warriors play the Utah Jazz in a playoff series and the Utah Jazz are you know maybe the third or fourth best team, who's to say that the Warriors can't win that series? Even the Houston Rockets, who are a complete mess, who's to say they can't win that series, right? The Clippers, who Paul George is still hurt, and who knows what he's going to look like. Kawhi Leonard's not playing a single preseason game. Kawhi Leonard was limping throughout the entire finals last postseason, uh, last season. Who's to say that the Warriors aren't good enough to beat any of these teams? That's what I think about because there are no Warriors. There are no 2016-17 Warriors. Yeah, it's a lot more Western wide Conference. open. Um, maybe maybe things change after we start seeing teams, but right now it feels like 2014 all over again where it was kind of wide open. Um, to the uh, to our initial point, I kind of play this back for you, Andy. Uh, it's just interesting to me that um, so many people were wrong about the 2018-19 Lakers, and it feels like they didn't learn anything. They just doubled down on it again. Got breaking news: LeBron is a Laker. This is my prediction for next year. 53 wins, and LeBron's the MVP. Wake me when a LeBron James team doesn't win 50 games. They are going to win 50-plus games. I think LeBron James will win league MVP. No one in the West will stop top the four seed. Play the Warriors can sign Boogie, Prince, Michael Jordan, anybody they want. They still ain't going to win with this team right here. Lakers with LeBron. LeBron. You don't give my son the best player in the game. Don't think he's going to win no championship. LeBron is very much into team building camaraderie. Look, he'll probably have a private handshake with every player on the team. The Lakers are going to the Western Conference Finals. For sure. This is what LeBron says. I won't have to deal with the Golden State Warriors in the Finals. Because I'm going to bust their head before we get there. The Nets officially eliminate the Lakers from playoff contention. And, um, you know, those proclamations didn't work out the way the way people thought they would, the way uh, our colleagues thought they would. <laughs> um, anyway, I just wanted to play that back. Um, Nothing I'm ba- curious to, to hear what Warrior fans think of this Laker roster, though, because like LeBron's LeBron, and we'll, we'll see if he's healthy or if he is just kind of starting to slow down as people do when they're 34, 35, et cetera. And Anthony he is, do, he is doing like three or four different jobs at the same time. So he's a busy, <laughs> busy guy. He's a busy guy. And then Anthony Davis is obviously uh, one of the best big men in the league. The rest of the roster is kind of a. Eh. <laughs> I mean, we we just spent forty five minutes on how we felt like not really sure what we thought about the Warriors roster outside of the two to three core players. They're not the only team like that. Yeah, I mean, and and that's ev- but that's every team in the NBA right now, except for the Clippers. I don't know. I, I don't know. You got Kawhi Leonard. I'm who- not saying they don't have flaws. I'm just saying we know what like Lou Williams, yeah, that's Montrez Harrell, that's fair. Shamit, like we know those guys can contribute. We don't. We don't know what Glenn Robinson the third looks like after missing most of last year hurt or Alec Burks b- bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah, you don't trust in Glenn Robinson, reclamation project? I'm intrigued, but I don't trust it the same way I would trust if they had Lou Williams, who was a proven contributor as recently as last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, all that being said, we did spend like almost an hour kind of going over the flaws of the Warriors, and I am trying to spin it the other way where, 
you know, the Warriors are still really good. You were saying they still have Steph and Draymond. I, the rest of the league isn't that great either in terms of like, hey, they're a lot better than the Warriors. They're not. They're not. Everyone's got question marks. Yep. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about the Lakers today because it's the first of 48 Warrior Laker games this preseason. But, um, you know, you could let, let's go down the roster. You got the Rockets, Harden and Westbrook. Yeah. Um, you got, I mean, we can, we can keep going, but you're listening to 95.7 The Game, <sighs> KGMZ FM, and an HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. Ugh, that was unreal. You like the legal voice? I do like the, it's sultry. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like an audio book kind of. I fall asleep to it. <laughs> Whew. But I, maybe I should read audiobooks. Yeah, I just have to become literate and, I, <laughs> and then I'll work. Yeah, um yeah. I, I have no comment on that one. Um okay, but you go down the Western Conference. I mean you go look at the Rockets, right? Uh, that thing looks like it can explode anytime. Anytime. Harden decided to after last season and losing to the Warriors, he decided to create a new basketball move where he's sprinting away from the basket and shooting one-legged. That was the move that he thought would put him over the hump. Not, you know, trying to make a basket in crunch time without, you know, flailing sideways. Not a floater. Not making the right pass. Not trying to play defense. No, not, no, no, not none of those things. learning how to play off ball. Yeah, not maybe trying to do a back cut once in a while. No, 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 no. James Harden decided that we're going to run backwards and shoot a one-legged three. That's going to make me a champion. Yeah, I don't think that the Houston Rockets are that serious about winning a title. Do you think anyone in Houston ever gets on, on Harden and is like, you know, we, we know you can score. Maybe focus on the other things. Yeah, they traded him to Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Touché. Yeah, I am sure Chris Paul said those things uh, at some point to James Harden. And what do you think James Harden did? He wasn't having it. He's the best player on that team. They're not trading James Harden. Yeah, I mean, this is where you have to really appreciate Steph Curry. It all and, comes back to Steph. And and coachability. Um, same with Draymond Green. Um, but yeah, I mean let's let's keep going through the West. Um you got you got Utah and Denver who are both they're pretty talented, but like do you feel like there's anyone on the high end of those rosters that you trust to get you over the top? Like Not- Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert? No, like obviously I'm intrigued because they both have that kind of I don't want to say 2004 Pistons because that's like an outlier type team, but like the type of team where there's not a true superstar, but they're all like B level stars. Yep, yep, yep. I'm with you on the the um, the Denver part where or the Jazz part where it's like, hey, Rudy Gobert is great, but he's also a regular season player at this point. He's not someone that's making that high of it. Like if the Warriors had Rudy Gobert in the regular season, I'd be perfect. Because they just need someone to anchor, to anchor the defense for 82 games. But if we're talking about it in a seven-game series where you can essentially pull him away from the basket and kind of pick on him even, yeah, that's not you don't really want him to be your best player. You've got Mike Conley who's kind of, you know, he's good. And you got Donovan Mitchell who, 
I mean, he got outplayed by some random dude at Serb in Serbia. I don't, I don't know if he's ready to make the leap. So you've really got a team that's a bunch of you know good players, maybe slightly above average. So that's fine. Um, and then you look at the the Denver Nuggets, and yeah, outside of Nikola Jokic, who I love, who looks and like- actually, by the way, we should give Jokic. I don't know that that um, the ninety five seven listeners care, but he definitely didn't look like a liability in the playoffs. Did you think he was? Because no. that was kind of always the question. Like, I don't know, he might be a little slow. He wasn't the reason they they lost in the second round. Yeah, he was. I mean, they also were playing the the Blazers, who you know can you know if they're paying the Warriors, maybe he'd be a liability. But he's also a scorer. Like, he's also you know you think Kevon Looney's going to guard him, right? <laughs> you know, like the Warriors yeah, he's really... going to put twenty five to thirty on yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. So he's a player. But outside of that, they really don't. I mean, if Jamal Murray again makes that leap, but I don't think Jamal Murray's ready to make that leap either. So you go down the Western Conference, you've I mean, got you the Spurs who. Yep. They're always consistent, but but I don't think either you or I can envision DeMar DeRozan leading a title team. <laughs> well, there's just no ceiling there, right? They're, they're looking yeah, at maybe spending. Maybe if one of their young guys turns into like a budding star, we can readdress this, but I don't see it. Yeah. Um, how about the, uh, how about the, uh, the, the, the Blazers, who are kind of the Spurs at this point, right, where it's just they don't have a high ceiling to yeah. be, to I mean, be in the playoffs? They're just, you know... Dame and CJ are great. What else they got though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Side? You don't, you don't <laughs> trust in Hassan. I do not. Um, we got Dieter Kurtenbach from Bay Area News Group coming up in ten minutes, uh, and then other than that, we got clear phone lines. So if you want to call in eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, or you can text into the Chilton Autobody text line nine five seven nine five. That's my thing about the Warriors this season and when I think about, you know, the excitement and how they can, you know, I don't want to say steal a title, but they have a legitimate shot at winning it is that they can roll out a lineup of Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. There is enough defense there, and there's certainly a lot of offense there to win a series. I don't think that's unrealistic. And I look at the rest of the Western Conference, and if you even but want to gonna, go— It's going to be rocky till Clay comes back. yeah. Yeah. Even even with Clay, there's limited depth there. Yeah, I guess if you're a Warrior fan, your biggest hope is this 55 to 60 games. Clay doesn't play. A couple guys kind of stand out. Maybe it's an Alec Burks who's proven to be a um, scorer, at least talented scorer, or he's been a talented scorer in the past. Maybe not that consistent, but he's shown he can play. Maybe Jordan Poole's ahead of schedule. Maybe he can contribute. Um, maybe. Uh, Alfonso McKinney takes a step. You know, he was kind of a nice energy guy for the Warriors last year, but um, just that they need a little more from him. Maybe he has it. So I, I feel like if you're a Warrior fan, your hope is just one, maybe two of those guys kind of shows that they can be. Rot- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.